Hello, my fellow humans. Welcome to The Human Convergence, our new podcast and YouTube channel. On this channel, we're going to take you to a wonderful journey across space and time, across the universe, where you're going to learn about your future and how the society is going to change over time because of the march of technology. But this channel is not just about humans. It's about us being a member of this vast universe of other sentient beings and how what we're doing here today and now as we speak is going to have a big impact on whether we join the club. Over the next six episodes, we're going to introduce this concept called the human convergence. And we will see how this provides a solution to the Fermi's paradox. But it also talks about how our society is changing. And if we do the right things with our health, with our education, we can be there to observe this wonderful future. We will also talk about how when we play this experiment that is happening right here on Earth, intelligent life on thousands, perhaps millions of different worlds where there might be alien civilizations evolving. If we can play those experiments with different choices that we make on our planet, what happens? Do we end up reaching this utopia like Star Trek, something like that? Or do we actually destroy ourselves? And how we as individuals can best position ourselves to take advantage of this future. So welcome to the journey, humans, with me. Here we are at the human convergence. Yeah, what about it? I I hope the audience likes the logo. Yeah, it's it's a very you were talking about the asymmetry, right? Yeah, I really like the, sort of the offset nature and then the eye as well. I think there's a lot of meaning contained in a pretty yeah, small. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's the eye, and then there are three colors, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And today we're going to talk about how the eye and the three colors, which actually represent three types of planets, Mm -hmm. uh, they all come together, right? Yeah. Into a convergence. Into a convergence, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So there are many planets in our galaxy, Mm -hmm. right? How how many do you think there are? Our galaxy has at least 400 billion main sequence stars. So these are stars that actually burn hydrogen for energy using fusion. And there is maybe much larger number of what are called brown dwarfs. What are what are those? So the brown dwarfs are like our sun, except they don't have enough mass to burn hydrogen. Okay. But they have enough mass to actually burn helium. And, and I think the largest brown dwarfs might be, I don't remember the exact number, I, I will put it in the notes. They have a mass of around 14 to 15 times mass of Jupiter. Mm-hmm. And just to give an idea, Sun is like maybe 600 times the mass of Jupiter. So these are very little stars. Oh, very small, yeah. They're called failed stars also, the brown okay. dwarfs. Uh, yeah, so brown dwarfs might actually be having a lot of habitable planets around them. Not counting the brown dwarfs, mm-hmm. we have 400 billion stars which might have multiple, on average, multiple habitable planets around Wow. around them. Pretty amazing, right? Yeah, those numbers are huge. Right. 
And to put things in perspective, you know, the James Webb telescope just oh, yeah, yeah, started yeah. operation. And if you go and look at the first pictures from the James Webb Space Telescope, you can see thousands of galaxies in a tiny area of the sky, right? So the whole wow. observable universe has hundreds of billions of galaxies, uh-huh. each galaxy having hundreds of billions of stars, each of the stars having one or more habitable planets. Right? You can debate about whether there is advanced life there right now mm-hmm. or not, but the statistics from what we have seen from planets discovered already was that most stars will have a habitable environment. Now, there's a broad definition of what habitable means, but liquid water and some pressure, okay. under some pressure and liquid. Actually, liquid water and some minerals mm. and some source of energy is pretty much all you need. Do they need to have an atmosphere? Well, as long as the water is liquid, there has to be some pressure. Okay. Whether it's underground, which is creating the pressure, like on Mars or Europa. Mm -hmm. Europa is a moon of uh, Jupiter. Or Enceladus, the moon of Saturn, has a big ocean below its surface. So it can be under pressure because of just ice on top and be liquid and warm and have some sort of energy source like under underground volcanoes, underwater volcanoes, like they have the thing they have, perhaps, actually they know that they have around Enceladus because it's shooting off these huge fountains. Oh. You know, this is the size of France, very small. The entire planet. Yeah, it's like if you just put it on top of France, mm-hmm. you know, it's very, very small. And it's supposed to have an ocean. Wow. Liquid ocean. And That's- it's spitting out huge fountains. I think it was discovered in like 2005 or six, when Cassini went, you know, around Saturn. Mm-hmm. They were very shocked to find the founders. They were not expecting it. They knew that there was something going on, but they didn't knew that the f- fountain is just shooting up. And they actually had Cassini sample it. Oh, I didn't know that. Fly through it. It's pretty amazing. You can find on the web. Wow. Uh, we should put some link. Yeah. Below. Yeah. What What they find? Yeah, when they measured it, they found that water is slightly salty, just like our oceans. Not very salty, but a little bit salty, just the right amount. Oh, interesting. So the presence of salt means that there is actually minerals getting mixed from the bottom of the ocean floor. Mm, okay. So so Enceladus could have complex life. It's crazy, wow. right? That is crazy. could be like one of those dinosaur-style <laughs> things swimming inside. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, sea urchins type stuff, things like that. I don't know. Nobody knows. And it would probably be hard to detect from just a flyby if that was the case. Yeah, definitely. They're going to land stuff there. So so getting back to what is the human convergence, right? Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. We might actually break this introduction to our channel, Mm -hmm. the human convergence, into a couple of episodes. And so we will probably talk about that in great detail, what these red, green, and blue planets are supposed to be in a galaxy full of planets. Mm -hmm. And they converge into this bright future, perhaps. I'm just giving like a lay of the land here. Yeah, yeah. And why does that happen? And the humanity itself is converging right now. What does that mean? Yeah. And then I think we'll be talking a lot on this channel about your health, your future, and the future of humanity, right? 
Yeah. That's what we're talking a lot about. What can you do as an individual right now to make sure that you participate in a positive way in this positive future mm-hmm. uh, and that you're actually there to witness it? Most people must be wondering, what does that mean? You know, people are expected to live for 70, 80, 90 years. Right. Pretty long life expectancy. Right. But what does that mean to actually be there to witness it? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't I be dead? Or what kind of future am I talking about? Right. I hope you like this episode. You know, we talked about the first step in understanding who we are and why are we here. In the next episode, we're going to talk about is technology going to give us a utopia and godlike powers or is technology going to destroy us? In the third episode, Alex and I are going to explore how technology itself can help us live longer and healthier lives. So that wonderful future that I'm talking about can be experienced by yourself, not just by your descendants. In the episode four, five, and six, we're going to give a solution to Fermi's paradox. Actually, it will just be an introduction to that. We'll talk about more how AI, what is doing on Earth, can do things on other planets. And you will understand what the meaning of the human convergence is and what these red, green, and blue words are. Keep in mind, this episode that you just watched was recorded in August 2022 with Alex. And a lot of the things that we were talking about in AI has already happened with ChatGPT and everything else going on. I myself, PhD in machine learning, and I'm working on some of those applications that actually help us live longer and use powerful AI. A lot of the episodes that we're going to cover, we're going to have speakers coming in. We talk about fitness. We're going to have speakers who are experts in health and space in AI. So... So there's going to be a lot of diversity of episodes on this channel in three different areas, at least. If you are interested in these three areas, and if you want to come on this wonderful journey with me, please hit the like button and subscribe. And if you would like to support us, in the next episode, we'll be introducing our sponsors for helping us bring this to you. In this episode that you just watched, we pounded out a couple of erratas. You know, when we have a live presentation, it's quite possible to not remember the numbers exactly. We mentioned those corrections in the captions, but if you are just listening to this as an audio, I highly recommend that you watch the video because it's very visual. But in case you don't, just want to point out that the sun is a little bit more than 1,000 times larger than Jupiter. And Saladis is half the size of France in its diameter. But the surface area is almost 50% larger than France.